Welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and part 3 of Musicals in March, which is my look at cult musicals such as Rocky Horror Picture Show, Little Shop of Horrors and today's movie Hairspray. Straight off the bat, for the first time since 1995, I was wrong. Shocking, I know, right? This is the wrong Hairspray I'm doing. This one isn't a musical. I got the musical, the movies mixed up, rather. But never mind that, on with the show. As this one is the cult classic and the other one is a terrible remake. Coming out 30 years ago, uh, from the mind of John Waters, that introduced us to Ricky Lake and was sadly Divine's last movie. Here it is, Hairspray, with a budget of $2 million and pulling in $6 million. And something that I learned from listening to the director's commentary was this was based off a real TV show from the 60s, The Buddy Dean Show. The other thing I found out on Director's Country was Ricky Lake was pretty much cast last minute and Divine taught her how to walk in heels. Also, she was losing weight fast throughout the movie due to the dancing and hot sets, so she had to eat upwards of several times a day. Anyway, back home that beehive, uh, caught on the Aquanet, ah, welcome to the 60s. Ah. Starring Sonny Bono, a Debbie Harry, is a Vine, a Jerry Stiller, and in tradition, Ricky Lake, directed by John Walters. Waters, even. Why is it saying Walters? It's Waters. Ugh, God's sake. Anyway, uh, the plot a pleasantly plump teenager teaches 60s Baltimore a thing or two about integration and how it's okay to be yourself after winning a spot on a local TV dance show. So, the movie opens up on neon pink titles and the song Hairspray sung by Rachel Sweet. And then we see teens pouring into the local TV studio set of the Corey, sorry, the Corny Collins show. In mid-60s Baltimore, the teens are warming up, getting ready for the live TV show. I love how one girl is just coating her hairspray while sitting there eating chips, almost choking to death. Yes, well done. Also, how another one is padding out her bra in hopes of getting more screen time. And okay, what is it with the lead guy all but having an orgasm while spraying hairspray? It's hairspray, mate, not bloody... Oh, I don't know, moving on. Getting off the school bus, we're introduced to Tracy Turnblad, played by uh, Ricky Lake of Crybaby, Zero Mom, Mrs Winterborn, and of course the iconic 90s TV show, Ricky Lake. I go Ricky, I go Ricky, I go Ricky, etc, etc. <clears throat> anyway, her best friend, Penny Pringleton, uh, played by Leslie Ann Powers of Will This, and that's about it. And they quickly run to her dad's joke shop, The Hardy Har, to watch the live must-see TV show. 
in The House is Tracy's mother, Edna, played by the late great drag icon Divine of Pink Flamingos, Female Trouble, Polyester, Lust in the Dust and Multiple Maniacs. According to the director's commentary, he died six weeks after rapping. She's a stay-at-home mom who hasn't stepped foot outside the house since the 50s and earns a living doing other people's ironing. A busybody neighbour picks up her ironed clothes and tells Edna, quote, it ain't right to be dancing to that coloured music on TV. And wow, 60s racism and dare I say it, 80s racism on show right there. Tracy and Penny dance to Dee Dee Sharp's mashed potato as on the TV the camera pans along the line of pretty young white things and spot a long time John Waters actor Minky Soul as a TV production assistant telling the kids how to act. With this song over we're introduced to show host Cor- Corney Collins played by Sean Thompson. Why do I see Corey Collins? Oh god. According to the director's commentary, the actor who played IQ Jones was the only one who could do all these dances perfectly first time. So well done there, Holt Graham, who by the way is Deke from Maximum Drive, an 80s cheese-tastic Stephen King-directed disaster movie. <laughs> God, it's terrible, but geniusly terrible. Anyway, him and his dance partner dance to Diddy Sharp's A Gravy, when I've finally introduced two lead dancers, Link Larkin, played by Michael St. Gerrard, of Great Balls of Fire, Elvis the TV movie from 1990, and 90210 Low, and his partner, Amber Von Tussle, the spoiled little rich bitch, played by Colin Fitzpatrick of Just Cause, High School High, Draco 2000, and Rockstar, and cue another dance, Shake a Tail Feather, by No Not I Can Tina, but the five do-tones. And note, this is not the actual dance, this was made up on set. And spot Josh Charles as Iggy of Dead Post Society, Dr. Mom the Babysitter's Dead, SWAT, Four Brothers, Wet Hot American Summer, Netflix show, The Good Wife, and Wet Hot American Summer, 10 years later. Again, Netflix show. Watching on TV, Tracy and Penny come up with the plan to get Tracy on the show by do- going to the open auditions later that week. Rushing in in a frazzle is super racist and paranoid mother of Penny, Prudence Pringleton, played by Joanne Havarla. Oh, well, this and driving Miss Daisy as she drags her daughter home to be grounded. And I love how Penny Pringleton in this looks like PG Skulls and Kerry, just not as mean. Outside the studio, all the quote council dancers are mobbed by the female fans, including Link, who gives one girl a kiss in the hand that sends Amber into a jealous rage. She drives them home and freaks it over a huge white headed spot and leaves Link with a sudden rush of blood to the head. <coughs> i.e., an erection. Uh, rushing into her home, she gets her mother. Vilma Von Tussle, played by Debbie Harry of Videodrome, Tales from the Dark Side the movie, Copland, and of course lead singer of Blondie. Note her hairness is a wig as her hair was too damaged to be styled. Mental note folks, do not dye your hair from peroxide uh, for over 20 years to expect it to be perfectly fine. Mm. Anyway, she slaps on a pair of rubber gloves and bursts the spot. Which is the worst thing to do because it will spread and leave scars. With that, she forces her to do dance routines. In walks her dad, Franklin Avon Tussle, played by the late Sonny Bono of Airplane the Sequel, Troll, and of course the Sonny and Cher show. 
he forces her to hand out flyers saying, quote, let Amber take you for a free ride to promote his theme park. At dinner, Edna has a go at Tracy for not taking her, quote, special diet pills, aka speed. However, her dad, Wober Turnblad, played by Jerry Stiller of Seinfeld, Zoolander, King of Queens, Hairspray Remake and Zoolander 2, comes to her aid and tells Edna to just let the kid eat. After all, she's a growing teenager. And that night, she sneaks off to the additions. Surprise, surprise, this being set in 1962, the black couple is not allowed in, much to the shock of Tracy and Penny. And cue another dance, Madison Time, by Ray Bryant. Basically, line dancing and doing exactly what the song tells you to do. Tracy barges into the front row and dances better than Amber, much to her annoyance. Courtney Collins brings in guest judge and host of, quote, Negro Day, Motormouth Maybell, played by Ruth Brown. And, you know, if this generation isn't careful, it will be split in two, much like it was in the 50s and 60s, with separate bathrooms for blacks and white-only establishments, much like safe spaces and trigger warnings. This generation should stop finding offence at everything and pay attention to the government as they sell our information to huge corporate corporations and steal our money, also starting petty bloody wars. So stop it with this trigger warning, safe space bullshit, grow up, wake up, and shut up! Anyway, back to the movie. According to the director's commentary, they wanted Tina Turner, but they couldn't afford her, so they went for another R&B icon. Anyway, Tracy gets picked as a new council dancer, right under the snide nose of Amber. One quick thing, I wonder if it's true most teenagers sucked on atomic fireballs all the bloody time, as this is all Penny does throughout the bloody movie, she's sucking on fireballs. Anyway, the next day, at the additions, Tracy, Penny and an unnamed black girl gets, quote, spotlighted, which is basically an excuse for the smug asshole council dancers to put them down and pick on their flaws like a bunch of sn- entitled little fuckers. Tracy holds her own against... Amber's barbed comments, so much so she riles up Amber and she goes one step too far, calling her fat. She's kicked off the show and Tracy is giving her place. The next afternoon, an overexcited Penny runs to Edna to tell her Tracy has been picked to be on the, the Corey Collins show. Note, Ricky Lake's two-toned hair isn't a wig, it was actually dyed platinum blonde and black. Also, when Tracy is in jail, they're basically actually ironing her hair, which was already damaged from the peroxide, much to Ricky Lake's shock, and she refused to do it up to a certain point, then she was forced to do it by John Waters. Uh, this being, of course, the 80s, they didn't understand the dangers of using peroxide in the hair, as it stripped her hair almost to straw. Look at Debbie Harry. Within seconds of screen time, Edna's phone rings off the hook with congratulation phone calls. Tracy even gets to pick Lady's Choice as a steaming mad Amber watches at home throwing her hissy fits. It gets worse after she picks a link to slow dance with Amber throws her friendship ring at the TV and boohoos into her parents' arms. Outside the studio, Tracy is mobbed by her fans as back home Edna fields calls from her fans. So that night, Tracy and Edna go out shopping. And wait a minute here, I thought Edna hadn't stepped foot outside the house since the 50s, having agoraphobia, or agoraphobia, whatever the hell that thing is. Anyway, uh, they go into the local big and tall shop, aka the Hefty Hideaway, to get a makeover. The shop owner, Mr Pinky, played by Alan Winnell, 
of Crybaby, Studio Mom, Pecker, and Cecil B. Demented give Tracy a job as a model for his store play, paying her a free outfit every month. A pretty shit deal there, love, as he gets all the PR and the money. Well, you get one crappy free outfit. Yes, well done, that one, Tracy Tumblad, or even Edna as the quote a business manager, as a fucking terrible manager. Anyway, they agree to his terms and even go as far as letting him design her Miss Auto Show outfit for later that month. And note, there was supposed to be a subplot of Tracy having bugs in her hair, which is why her outfit has bugs on it at the end of the movie, uh, which is why her finishing dance is the bug. But it was cut and left on the cutting room floor, even after Rickelick had bugs put into her actual hair. Um, cockroaches, I believe they were. Anyway, moving on. Now, all dolled up in the high fashion for the 60s, Tracy finishes their makeover with a new hairdo, uh, dragging Edna into a beauty shop. And note, this is a scene where Divine taught Ricky Luke how to walk in high heels. So the next day at school, Tracy is sent to, quote, special ed, just for having her dyed big hair. Really? Could that have actually done that back in the 60s? Put you in special ed for having a high haircut? Okay then. Amber being a total bitch. Spreads lies about Tracy being a whore and indeed being adopted, which was apparently a big thing in the 60s to call somebody adopted. Pulled up to wait outside the head teacher's office, Tracy is forced into special ed for, quote, a retard and black kids. He wanted to hold back, and I never noticed how un-PC this movie actually is. So now forced to go to special ed just for a haircut. Still, never mind, she picks up a new dance... Uh, from the black kids at the back. So everything's okay then. Right then. That's P that afternoon. The special ed class is humiliated by the cool kids in school at a passive aggressive game of dodgeball. Now, forgive me for asking this, but isn't the point of dodgeball to dodge the ball, not having a huge weighted ball thrown full force at your face? Jesus criminies. Moving on. During this ridiculous horse and pony show of racism, there's seven black kids in special ed with only th- four white. Oh dear God. Dodgeball game. Tracy befriends Motormouth Mabel's son, Seaweed, played by Clayton Prince of multiple TV shows, including The Cosbys. Penny instantly falls in love with Seaweed as Amber knocks out Tracy with the huge dodgeball. So much so, Link runs to her side and boom, they're in love and are now a couple. So later that afternoon, while a dancing the twist on live TV, Tracy proudly shows off she's going steady with Link, holding her friendship ring up to the camera. As back at home, Edna, Franklin and Penny are dancing along with Tracy on TV. So she's no longer ironing for a living and he's no longer selling joke props to people. Uh, they're living on one free outfit a month. Okay then. Tracy is pulled off the dance floor to promote Hefty Hideaway. With an ad saying, quote, fatty fatty, two by four, can't get through the dressing room door. And this is positive advert for a store? Really? Okay then. And Tracy comes out with a new black and silver outfit and it's a pink macaroon. And note, this had to be done 16 times as Ricky Lake gags on these cakes and she hates macaroons. Later that afternoon, while on a bus, Tracy is mobbed by her adoring fans. Unfortunately, fame has went to Tracy's head, and indeed it's getting a bit too big for her kitten heels. Penny runs to board the bus, 
as her racist mother follows them in a taxi. They go downtown into the quote black side of town. Link takes Tracy and Penny to Motormouse Record Shop to dance the bird. Penny's mother freaks out at all the black people on the streets and throws her purse at them or what the hell she, she does. She just sits there and screams and all the black people are sitting there laughing at her because it's ridiculous. She rushes into the record store and all but pulls out her daughter by the head of her hair out of the quote negro shop and stop quote using your black magic voodoo on me you native woman what the fuck and note this was a real record shop and had no air conditioning it was over a hundred celsius inside the shop and some of the dancers had fainted due to the heat the next day at preting day seaweed takes his little sister little ineza played by Crystal Melbourne, I think her name is, into the Corny Collins show, but they're told by security, quote, preteen day is white only and Negro day is the end of the month, unquote. I gotta say, I do like John Walters actually having the balls to show how ugly America was in the 60s with this race problem. Not like today, where in TV shows such as Doctor Who and Legends of Tomorrow, where they have women and black people travelling back in time and yet they're treated as equals by the people of that time. I seriously do not think so. Anyway, Penny starts a protest outside the studio. See, millennials, this is, isn't new to your generation. Except these people do it for the right reasons, not some bullshit buzzword reason for fuck's sake. The security guard runs to tell Corey Collins himself about the protest outside. So, uh, Corny... It tells him to let him in, however, the guard says he can't do it as the station Meyer will fire him on the spot. Tracy hears about this and goes outside to protest with TV cameras on site within seconds. This goes from bad to worse in minutes as the cops show up, but they all scatter. The station manager, Alvern Hodgepodge, also played by Divine, doesn't allow the little girls in, so Corny all but gives up and turns to the bottle. That night, Tracy goes to an all-black dance in a church to learn some new dances. And note, according to director's commentary, John Waters himself would do this in the 60s, even though he was beaten up for being the only white person in the place. Anyway, the new dance Tracy learns is the blue, which is basically twerking. Is anything original to a millennial nowadays? Okay then. In walks Motormouth to rile up support to break down the walls of segregation at the next day's live TV shooting of the Corny Collins show at Amber's dad's theme park. Tracy, Link, Penny and Seaweed seek outside to make out as a black street bum walks past singing to them. And note, according to John Walters himself, in the 60s where he was growing up in Baltimore, this would actually happen as black people would serenade outside his bedroom window for some reason. And Possibly the most racist thing ever said in this thing is, quote, I wish I was dark-skinned. Don't worry, our souls are black. Okay then, moving on. Cultural appropriation, much, my God. Tracy's mother shows up to take her home, so Tracy and company run for it and desperately try to find a place to hide. Finally, finding a place with a weird beatnik couple who scare them off because they wanted to have them to smoke weed and explore their bodies. Okay then. Anyway, Penny's mother somehow finds them and places her in the care of Dr. Fredrickson, played by John Waters himself. 
Also, he uses a hypno wand on her and places her in a straitjacket for being under, quote, a black voodoo spell. Okay then, moving the fuck on, because this is a hot topic. Uh, the next day at Amber's dad's theme park, the Corny Collins show is live and a riot kicks off as Motor Mouse kids and racist white folk kick it off. Corey tries in vain to stop this by allowing the black kids on his show, however, and not just the one special day of the month, but the TV station manager says no, if they do it, they are fired on the spot. As Amber tries to embarrass Tracy by doing a dance she'll never be able to do, i.e. the lumber rock. As at home, a now locked up in her room, Penny is ironing her hair flat as Dr. Fredrickson shocks her with a kinky looking cattle prod. Tracy is shown to be the most popular dance dancer miles ahead of Amber. So Amber screams on live TV, quote, that girl has roaches in her hair. And this would have been the bug scene, but it was cut. The riot kicks off as Seaweed gets beaten up by the police. Hello, police brutality. Tracy is arrested and Link gets his niece taken out by a protester. And note, this was a real theme park and didn't know this was going to happen and wasn't pleased with Waters. All the people in the background are real people in 90s, 80s outfits watching a fake race riot happening all around them. Also note, the extra kneecapped Link wasn't told to do so and actually hit him on the knees with her bag, full force injuring the actor. Hence why later on in the movie he's in a wheelchair and this had to be written in. Mental note, never worked with John Walters. No one would be forced to eat shit, you'll have your hair almost died out of your skull, but you maybe you can't buy some over-excited extra. Anyway, that night, a bandaged-up seaweed visits Penny at her barred-up bedroom window, which he gets in by cutting the bars off using bolt cutters. He runs out of the home with Penny into the night, as in the jail, Tracy gets her hair ironed flat, and notes that it was a real iron and not fake plugged in. On TV, Amber smears Tracy's name, again calling her a quote human roach motel. While at home, Amber's parents are setting up a bomb for the Miss Otto show. If Amber loses, what the actual fuck? The next day, at the motor show, a clueless governor is ambushed to free Tracy by her parents and then kidnapped by Motormouth and her daughter, forcing him to let Tracy go. Meanwhile, back at the auto show, Amber is a wrongfully crowned queen and giving a ridiculous bubble car as a prize. However, back at the governor's mansion, the blackmail slash kidnapping works as he lets Tracy go. A vindictive Amber leads a new dance, quote, the roach, to humiliate Tracy, or to quote, honour the fat slob, or what the hell she called her which is squishing a cockroach, squashing it, and then spraying it with some roach killer, all mine but of course. Tracy is let go from jail, and within seconds is at the motor show, in walks Tracy and Motormouth's kids, as they all dance on live TV, both blacks and whites. Amber sulks on her cheap throne, as her parents plan to blow up the auto show. Tracy is magically turns up in her pink wedding dress with cockroaches printed on it and leads a new dance quote the bug as still sulking her throne Amber is decrowned. Amber's mother's wig explodes uh, landing on Amber humiliating her and her parents. Tracy is crowned Miss Otto Show. The dance continues as credits roll.
So, that was Hairspray 1988, more of a dance movie than a musical. It has two important messages. One, be yourself, and two, don't be a racist dick. Although this was a low-budget movie, it looks great, with some okay acting and risky material. This isn't for the easily offended and won't go down well with today's generation. But I'll give this thing a 7 out of 10. It's a fun time, just let it wash over you and enjoy the ride. So come back next week for my look at Sister Act. Then in April, I'm doing adult animation, such as Beavis Butthead, South Park and Team America. May is May Day superhero movies such as Supergirl, Catwoman and more. Don't forget to share, leave a like and comment. Also subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Pod and email me my suggestions to Here's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out my other podcasts of Mad Max, Underworld, Resident Evil and more. Also my other musical podcast of The Blues Brothers, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Little Shop of Horrors. And now a bye-bye, I'm off to shake my tail feather to Ike and Tina. Shut